Okay, we don't really have much prepared to talk about. I'm actually feeling a little a little tired though. Yeah? Yeah, would you mind if I just took a quick like little lay down here? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead, man. Okay, hang on. Yeah, go right up. Dakota! Oh my gosh. Dakota, it's me. I have so much to tell you, bro. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> I had the most wonderful dream. Which is <laughs> the theme for our episode today is dreams. That we had a podcast, and this is me, Dakota. And I'm John. <laughs> this is the Gravy Sandwich Podcast. And today's episode yeah. are dreams. Dreams. So honestly, you I go- guess everybody knows dreams. Everybody has them. Who fucking cares about that dumb, dumb, stupid stuff? I don't want to waste time. What is your favorite dream? I'm sleeping what are you t- Okay. <laughs> I see you're in a bit of a mood right I now. I suddenly got super energetic, yeah. Okay. What um, would you say is one of your best dreams that you've ever had? How about that? Okay. Okay. So if we're going to start out there. Um, I tend to have the dreams that I do remember are very like vivid and long-lasting. Mm. They're very okay. at length. Um, I actually did uh, create a small list, which I plan to talk about later, Perfect. which explains sort of, I actually have different uh, recurring dream settings, I guess. Okay. Interesting. So there will be, sometimes I'll go to a certain world or a certain place in dreams and I'll recognize it and be like, mm-hmm. I've been here, I've interacted with this place before. And a couple of them maintain that history and a couple of them don't. It's really bizarre. Interesting, interesting. Okay. But for me, when I dream, it tends to be like established places mm. either come up or it'll be something I won't remember. Okay. This is going to sound weird. Yeah, not to cut you off, but I used to really love having nightmares to okay. the point where they were super exciting because like, I'm a huge horror fan in general. I love zombie movies, especially growing up were one of my favorites. So I generally always used to dream about zombies as a teenager. That sounds really dumb. But it was so exciting to get to, like, see the zombies, handle that situation. Obviously, it's weird because dreams. Um, I just love the idea of being able to kill zombies, you know? No repercussions for my actions. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the ideal, I guess, fantasy of what a zombie apocalypse is. You get to indulge your violence and, yeah. and your, your bitterness and you get to take out other, you know, humanoids. Without any moral repercussions, and in fact, it can be rewarded. Exactly, yeah. You know, that's it's like a bit of a power fantasy. Mm-hmm. I guess we should state right now, we're probably not going to delve too much into the specifics of what dreams are. Or the psychology behind them. Because, yeah, that's super complex. Again, we're not well-equipped to talk about that. Not... not um, In depth. I, I have uh, yes. done research on it. Uh, and the psychology behind them. I'm not saying I'm an expert in any way whatsoever, and I don't plan on burning any of that up. It might mm-hmm. come up in the episode, but I don't uh, plan to do that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I guess right off the bat, guess, though... Yeah, sorry, go right ahead. No, I just wanted to bring up lucid dreams specifically. Absolutely. Um, yes. I feel like, because we're probably going to bring it up at some point, might as well just establish what it is. So yeah. for people who don't know, lucid dream is the idea that you still maintain that mental control in your dream. You're aware. Yes, you're aware. You can control what's happening, what you're doing, essentially. Well, there's different uh, levels of lucidity. So there can be mm-hmm. a state where you just know you're dreaming, but you don't control anything. You can yeah. partially control. You could have full control. There's different levels to the whole thing itself. But mm-hmm. um, 
Oh, shucks. It's completely left my head. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, I've always found lucid dreams really interesting. Because it's a chance for you to basically do whatever you wanted. Oh, now I get what I was about to say. So, I guess it, when, when you're dreaming mm-hmm. and you've... Anyone, anyone who's ever had a dream... Uh, you know that there are certain parts where it's called dream logic. So oh, when yeah. you're not lucid, something really bizarre could happen, like a giant blue cat on a red ball rolling down the street. Yeah. And in dream logic, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't occur to you that that isn't a normal occurrence. Yeah, Lucidity yeah, Lucidity yeah. is when you finally have the realization... Oh, this shit's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's... Some people maintain that lucidity. For a lot of people, they realize it, they're awake. Yes, yeah, so most, I would most say. Most people. And I've always found lucidity interesting because there are ways to train yourself as well to maintain... Lucidity. Yeah, yeah. the lucidity. Um, I was just going to say, so one of the best ways is dream journals. I have never kept one. Supposedly, if you just write down your dreams, try your hardest to remember it the first second you wake up. Yeah. That'll, for some reason, help with the memory or attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that is correct. Actually, it, it's been recommended to me by a lot of people to do dream journals. I write them down once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. but I usually am able to easily remember what my dreams were and what they were involved with. So I I tend to have a better grasp of them than I think a lot of people that I know do. Okay. Or okay. at least memory of what occurs. I feel like a lot of people just don't care, which is no. weird. Like, I remember it was me and you one time we were talking, and, like, people usually hate the idea of having to talk about their dreams. Yeah, well, it's a re- it's it's a, it's like a, a, what's the word I'm looking Ta- for? Not taboo, Not but taboo, almost... but it's like people get really turned off by the idea of talking about dreams. They don't, they don't want to... Humor the idea, even which yeah. I think is incredibly bizarre because yeah. dreams are one of the few truly fantastical occurrences that we can all mutually say, Oh, yeah. that weird shit happened to me, too. And exactly, yeah. Like, I could be like, Bro, I literally just like believed I was like a giant, and you could be like, Yeah, me too. Like, things yeah. that could never happen, people can bond over. Like, yeah, well, as you're about to say, I'm pretty sure you're about to say there's this one time when we were both at work. Yes. And we started talking about dreams, and then by the end of it, everyone in the room was listening to everybody the conversation. Everybody was so involved. Like, it was a sick time, because everybody was, like, jumping into the conversation, excited when they heard us talk about dreams. So it, specific group, obviously. I think most people I know roll their eyes at the idea of talking well, it's, about it. Well, it's weird, because I find that, like... At least with me, when you find at least one person you can talk to about it and they genuinely care, other people begin to care as well. Yeah. So it's more like the social idea that you shouldn't humor it. But I guess, again, yeah. we all kind of, a lot of people really want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is going to be sort of our bit of just us discussing our dreams and I maybe guess, some techniques for lucid dreaming if you want to yeah and... i was gonna say like i don't really i never look into the specifics about my dreams i don't really care enough to do any research mm-hmm. um but obviously that's there honestly interpret us however you like <laughs> with the dreams mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah one dream i was actually gonna mention and it's one of my favorite memories of lucidity there was one day where i'd stayed home from school I was maybe like grade three, grade four. Yeah. I was super sick. I slept all day. And then I just remember having this dream where I was flying straight up like Mario 64 style, like body straight through the sky, wind in my hair. 
And I'll never forget that feeling of like just the, breeze, the wind, yeah. the breeze, the wind, something that you could never feel in your life. Yeah, you've told me this. Yeah, yeah. I believe I have. Yeah, it stuck with me for a long time because that's, that's probably the closest I'll ever get to flying, especially because I'm terrified of heights. I think that's a dream a lot of people wish they had. Just yeah. that physical feeling of being able to fly. I've always wished I could recapture it. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, lucidity is a really strange thing because very rarely do I get absolute full control. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get partial control. Mm-hmm. And when that does happen, one of my eyes actually goes blind okay. every time. And when I only have partial control, I can't really change circumstances or something, but I can change setting. Hmm. So if I'm lucid, semi-lucid, and let's say I'm in a forest and a wolf is chasing me, I could change the setting so I'm in a city, but then there's this killer chasing me. Like, the danger is still there. Mm -hmm. The environment changes. Interesting, interesting. Or if something good is happening... Like, maybe I'm getting married yeah. in one dream, and then I change the setting, and it's I'm meeting the love of my life in the mm. next one. Or it's like, it has that same aura to it, just a different environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it's context, but yeah. Interesting. When I was a kid, I used to have one specific lucid trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are real things. Lucid triggers, something you do in a dream to either trigger lucidity or leave the dream. Yeah. Um, so the idea was that I played a lot of games when I was a kid. This is, I might have been like Yeah, you told five. me this one. You told me this one. Yes. I was honestly like, I'm a pretty hardcore gamer. I'm a gamer boy. Oh, he's um, kind of a gamer, yeah. And then, yeah, so I would, anytime I was having nightmares as a child, I would just imagine myself holding a Super Nintendo, or was it? Yes, yeah, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, yes. I was holding a Super Nintendo controller, and what I would do is just picture myself holding start and select, and that would always make me wake up. And because as a kid, I associated that with quitting games. So for some reason, that made a mental jump in my mind to quitting dreams as well. For me, I find as long as I will myself awake, I can become awake. It's never been an issue for me to wake up, but... I I think I had to learn that because when I was younger, like we're talking really little. Okay. Uh, I had sort of maybe five recurring dreams and those were the only ones that I really had. Okay. But one of them was this nightmare of this like old woman, this old hag who was like really mean and shit and she'd always want to eat my head. Hmm. And this was in first person, so it was like a nightmare. Yeah. And... I remember that's how I taught I taught myself to wake up before she could hurt me in my dreams. And I was like, ooh, okay. And it was around when I started school, actually, that I was fed up in a dream. And it, it must have been because the teacher said, like, don't run with scissors that day. And so in the dream, I had a pair of scissors. And I, <laughs> I, I stabbed this old witch before she could eat me. Oh, my God. And I actually... I, I, like, killed her in the dream, and then she was gone forever. But it wasn't, like, blood or anything. Yeah. It was just, like, I, I poked her, and she's like, ah! And she, huh. like, faded away. I remember that vividly, like, and I think about That's it today, weird, yeah. and I was like, did I kill a part of my mind that day or something? Or what did I do? So, actually, I think I've told you the story, too. I believe I'm going through, like, my hits, my dream hits. But I hey. used to have, so I used that Super Nintendo trick to leave a lot of nightmares. So as a kid, I had had a dream where there was this monster. And I think he was one of the Goosebumps characters. I don't remember which one. 
he had grabbed me. He had grabbed me and then he told me that I've been leaving my dreams too much and because of that they're all waiting for me. So basically I I bailed too much so I needed to face them. So what he did was I had to choose which dream to go to and it was like my top five scariest dreams. I remember one was the only one I remember was I was having a fight when we me and this guy were both having shopping carts and we were swinging. It was like I think it was a skeleton or something. Okay. So he was swinging Skeleton a shopping with cart. The shopping yeah, cart. it was a really weird dream. But was, was it like in the middle of a Walmart like freezer it section? It was like all black, actually. I think and that's what makes it so. It's weird. just this black environment and this it's pitch darkness. But shopping and there's just this skeleton with a shopping cart over its head. Like so, <laughs> I was like five, and me and him were like swinging it at each other, like straight up, like we were just smashing. And I'll never forget because I thought it was cool, so it made like lights or whatever, like the sparks. Yeah. So the shopping carts, when they hit, they made, like, sword sparks. Why was it a shopping cart? I don't know. Like, and then I had to go through four other nightmares. I don't remember what they were. Each of them was terrifying because I had bailed on them. Yeah. And then I remember I had, at the very end of it, I, like, had to face that guy, the guy who put me in the dream. And he said, now you have to deal with me before you can wake up. And the problem was, when I tried to do my Super Nintendo trick, the start and select, he actually took the joystick out of my hand. This After that, really I lost weird. it. I lost that lucidity forever. That trigger. You've never been able I've to do it. I've never been able to do it. I've tried before, too. Because I've had nightmares Yo, yo, you've been put in up. the timeout square, bro. It was horrific, They yeah. were like, you cannot. Yeah. Uh, I've never been able to trigger lucidity. I've since had dreams where I'm, like, stuck in a nightmare. And I know I'm nightmare. Like, I'm dreaming. Um, literally, yeah, terrifying. Terrifying. Um... I remember one when somebody was trying to kill me. Yeah. And for some reason, he was always chasing me. And he kept telling me, I'm going to kill you. And then I kept trying to wake up. And he kept saying, no, like, you can't. You can't wake up. Like, you're stuck here. You have to die. To oh, my God. And then I woke up, like, literally drenched in sweat, terrified. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, I don't know. I've had weird well, dreams. speaking of the Super Nintendo controller, yeah. it actually just reminded me. I just typed it down. Okay. Um... I actually have a couple recurring artifacts that come up in my dreams. Okay. So I have items that recur my dreams. Uh-huh. Now, these usually only happen in one of my worlds, which is called the Mock World. Okay. Which I will, you know what, while I'm you here, might I'll as well explain jump into it. it. Yeah. Uh, but the two occurring artifacts are a flying lazy chair and a laser gun that's always sitting on the chair. <laughs> so oh. what happens is when I find the chair, I'm always like, fuck yes, this is the best thing ever. Okay. So you sit down, and you know there's the lever on the side of a lazy boy, and you pull the lever, and your feet kick up, and you lean back, and the chair begins to fly up into the air. <laughs> and I take the laser gun, and I fly around, and whenever oh I see God. something I don't like, I just shoot it with the laser, and it changes into something oh else. My God. Or I destroy it, or I can make shit. The laser gun can do anything. But it's a really weird That's combination. So you just see this guy in a lazy boy flying through the sky shooting people with the laser You know what's gun. really weird? So you just reminded me of another one of the nightmares I had to face. Uh, Sorry, not to cut you off. But so I, one of the nightmares that the guy put me back in was my couch had come alive. So you know how a couch is like an L shape. Yeah. It got, grew teeth and it started clapping like that. Like the piano from yeah, Mario. Yeah, piano from Mario. So it was chasing me and then I was forced back into it with my couch trying to eat me. And I remember I was I would never sit on that couch again after that. That's such a repressed I was like must have been four or five. Dude, Jesus. 
Jeez, man. You're, yeah. You got it rough, bro. That's trippy. Uh, sorry, your mock world. You were... So, yes. Um, so, as I said earlier, my dreams, uh, the ones that I have vivid memory of, fall into, like, one of these sort of five main settings. And one of them is called the mock world, mm-hmm. which is what I gave it a name to. And essentially, this is places in my day-to-day life that I've lived or encountered that are recreated. Now, they might not even look the same. Yeah. Like, okay. there, there's this one hockey rink in my dream world that works like a a, a waterbed mm. so it's like waves but you're able to skate on the waves <laughs> okay weird shit like that but um in the mock world sometimes i become lucid but other times it's more just i'm aware that i'm dreaming but i don't control anything mm-hmm. i can just move around but for example here in our great city of toronto toronto it's more like a blazing hot sort of near, like if it was sort of in the Miami area. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so a it's summer very, all the time. It's summer all the time. Yeah. It's really, really hot. A lot of things are either made of cheap cement or really expensive glass buildings. Like okay. the, the poor block and the rich block are always beside each other. There's no like gradual transformation from one setting to the other and a lot of it if it's not during day it's like the nighttime and there's like that golden light of the street lamps everywhere okay and the sun never completely sets Mm -hmm. but it's still dark and kind of creepy when it's like barely setting over the over the lake okay and it it, which is weird that it sets on the lake but Mm -hmm. Uh, so mock, uh, Toronto itself, I don't have any real stories about it, but I just, I've walked around a bunch. Oh, here's one. Okay. So this was near our old workplace. Okay. In the mock version of this world. So our company does not exist there at all. Okay. And our our old company. Our old company. But, um, so, (laughs) So, while I'm there, I get kidnapped. Okay. I'm drugged. Like, they shove in... I physically feel them shove a needle in my arm. And I'm brought down to this dude's basement. And there's a group of us there. And there's windows outside. So, I can see the blue sky outside and the green grass in this guy's backyard. But he has a bunch of us in the basement hooked up to these machines pumping us with drugs. And I'm like, i got to get out of here, man. So, I try to stand up and they stab me again. And I can feel it overcome me. Like... It's weird, but I felt the physical effect of them, like, drugging me. And then I wake up again, and I'm still in the chair. And so this happens a couple Mm. times, and progressively each time I get more and more people out of the chair. And eventually the last time, a group of us are going upstairs, and the guy's, like, pushing people out of the way to get to me. And I still have, like, the needle that they put in my arm, and I just... Like, it's really weird. It was like a cartoon. I poked him in the eye. And he's like, "Ah!" and he falls down the (laughs) stairs. And I think he died. And we all just go upstairs. And we're walking on the street all drugged out of our mind. And, like, the cops are coming, taking some of them away. And I just run between the alleyways. And I'm going to this dingy, all cement, all dirty windows area. And I'm, like, jumping through buildings and clotheslines. It's kind of like those really tight-knit 
cities in like Japan, if you know oh, what I mean. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, where it's like really close together, and yeah, everything. Yeah, you can jump re- from roof to roof. It's really congested. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah, congested, yeah. and there's like people everywhere, and I'm just trying to get away from the cops, and I'm still drugged out. So I'm like going through people's uh. apartments, and they're like, ah! and I'm like, just let me go, please. <laughs> so you said that was in our old building, right? Like close, work. close to it. Okay, okay. Because our old I, I was gonna say was a halfway house before, so I'd say that's weird if you got drugged up in that place in your head. Yeah, it might have been. Well, it was close by. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. That's huh, again, our building didn't. Our company didn't even exist in this. Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. So maybe that, maybe that was huh. us picking up on the energies of that. But um, I eventually make it to the beach, and I'm just walking up and down. And at some point, some guy's like about to kill somebody over twenty dollars for pizza. Oh, okay. And I just ignore it. I'm like, oh, okay. And I, uh, I eventually just uh, woke up from that. It it was weird. It didn't really have any real moral behind it because most of my, most of my dreams have something, but the mock world ones yeah. never make sense. No story, no lesson. Just... There's no story, no lesson in the mock world. Every dream usually has, like, some functional narrative to it, which is weird because I know most dreams don't, but for some, yeah. mine do. But in the mock world, it's just like, oh, okay. So, um, huh. If you, unless you have a story, I have another one from the mock world and I'll be done with it. Maybe the true dream was the friends you made along the <laughs> no way. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, this is probably the first major mock story I have, which is near the city where I'm from. I'm from a village called Millerton, and it's from, uh, or close to a city called Miramichi. So this is mock Miramichi. Okay. And it starts out that I'm at my grandparents' place, which for some reason in front of it is like these large cement plateaus. They're, they're like, so they're like steps, but they're like humongous flat plateaus it's like almost like the house is on top of the ziggurat Mm. but the steps aren't big they're just like really expansive and thin so Mm -hmm. they're like completely useless yeah and i'm sitting down there excuse me it's a beautiful sunny day there's a couple clouds i'm just sitting there waiting i'm like i should probably go to school and i was in high school at the time and when i make it to my high school in the dream world it's completely made of class not only is it a high school, it's also an airport. So hmm. I go inside and everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. I gotta, I gotta get my plane. Okay. Uh, and the cafeteria. Businessmen in high schoolers love it. So yeah, so I gotta get my plane. <laughs> and uh, apparently to get a flight, you had to teach a class. So we're like, I went to my classroom and I sit down and there, it's like, they're all made of glass, right? Everything is. So you can see the rooms beside you, and I can see one of them is filling up with water, and people are beginning to, like, swim in it. They're not drowning. They're just swimming. I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen to ours? And then there's, like, lasers, and they're, like, mm. catching other students on fire. And I'm like, ah! ah! <laughs> so I get to the floor, and I, I, like, crawl to the exit, and I leave the room. I'm like, this is terrible. Hmm. And then I make it outside. Uh, one of my old friends, Alicia's there and she's like, yo, you got to come check this tree house out. I'm like, where is it? And she says, right across the street. And so right across the street, all of a sudden is this woods and there's this one lonely dirt path. And so she goes up the dirt path and I'm like, okay. Okay. I make my way up the dirt path. 
It's not too uncomfortable or anything. There's a treehouse at the very end, and I go inside, and there's only two floors to it. And it's really small. Like, the, it's smaller than this room we're sitting in right now. Okay. Like and we're basically per- touching, yeah. So it's like a... a we're like arm to arm, so that's tight. Arm to arm. It's a very tight yeah. place. And there's a ladder that goes up to the second floor. And I go up, and there's this exit door. And Alicia's there, and she's like, yeah, can you just go through the door? And I was like, why? What do you... What, what's there? And she's like, can you just go through the door? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sure, why not? Because it's dream logic. I'm just like, it makes sense. Okay. I So I go through, and I'm at this, like, small dock in the middle of this river. Like, this country river. So there's pantries everywhere, and it's real nice and pretty. And there's this dock there. And I get on this metal raft. Okay. And the metal raft takes me to what I believe is called Mock Blackville, which is a town close to Miramichi. And so when I go into Blackville and I go to this corner store, all of a sudden everything, the lights turn off and the freezer windows begin to freeze up. And then there's like uh, words like you will die. This is your end. Shit like that. And it's becoming a nightmare. Mm. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And then everyone starts turning evil and their eyes like hollow out. And there's just this black dark smoke that oozes out of them and it's like i think that i'm like being taken to hell or something so i freak out i burst out of the store the clouds have swamped the sky there's lightning crashing through the clouds like it's like a weave almost and i'm like fuck they trapped me in i can't get away Mm. and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of like kids and none of them were white each one of them was of a different race other than white (laughs) okay which i I don't know why this okay. was, but there's like, there's like a brother and sister and they're both, they're both from like Morocco mm. and, um, there's this one boy who's from Hong Kong and there's all these kids and they're like, we need help. And I'm like, let's get to the raft. Yeah. So we get back to the metal raft and then we go off the dock. I open the door and back in the tree house. I'm running away. And apparently I get new shoes because when I leave the treehouse, this old woman's like, I like your new shoes. And they're like a mint green with white, you know, mint green and white. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so I'm like, oh, thanks. I don't know when I got them. <laughs> and I run, I run back to the high school and I try to bring the kids inside. And they're saying, you can't do that. You can't bring the kids in here. They're not old enough. And I'm like, there's things chasing us. They're going to die. And the teacher says, well, then I guess they're going to die. Oh, my God. So then I I take the kids around the school. There's a plane there, and I get them on the plane, and they fly away. And then I think, and I'm like, why the fuck didn't I take the plane? And the dream ends. Wow. So that, again, my dreams have a lot of weird, strange details, but I can remember it very vividly. Hmm. You just remind me of another one of my favorites. Okay. Um, We're not going to just list off dreams for much longer. But, so, one of my favorites was, um, I'm sure most people know Kingdom Hearts, how it plays. Yeah. So, um, when I was a kid, I used to obviously love the series. What I did was I had a dream where I was actually, like, it was like I was literally Sora, the main character. So, I I had the HUD in my dream. Yeah. I also literally was, like, because I was playing two. So, I was, like, flying around the screen, slashing. Yeah. Um, And this is a real dream. It's not a joke. 
So I was flying around smashing, fighting Heartless. And then, like, I was high school, keep in mind. So I was, like, fighting monsters. I was just flying around. I remember my teacher was my, like, I acquired my teacher as, like, my uh, Donald or Goofy. So he's your, like, partner? He was my teammate, yeah. Yeah. So we were just flying around. And I was, like, saying the stuff Sora used to say. I was, like... (laughs) I was like, all right, let's go. Just flying around smashing monsters in my high school. It was great, though. It, like, had the HUD. I was, like, able to go down, select stuff. It was like I was playing the game, but I was also feeling it. Fuck. Yeah, it was was incredible. So, do you have settings in your dreams? Like, I do, like, reoccurring settings, or? I mostly dream about either the first home I remember... Which yeah. is the same place where that couch dream took place. Or yeah. even mostly the houses I've lived in. I don't really dream other places. And like my middle school, but I feel like that's almost everybody has that's, that. That's strange. I don't usually dream inside of buildings. I'm always outside. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, there's obviously buildings I go inside yeah. and stuff. No, But most, it's like most of them take place majority outside. Most of my dreams are in a house. Like I have a lot in my... Like, the basement we used to live in when we were younger. Yeah. Uh, or my dad used to live in. So, we would go there visit. So, I have a lot yeah. of weird nightmares specifically related to memories when I was, like, sleeping there. And, like, obviously, I'm a kid in a basement. I'm going to get scared. Yeah. Um, like, I remember some, like... I also dream in black and white a lot. That, me too. Well, mine, whenever I dream in black and white, it's, like, Sin City where the, where the lines are white and everything else is, like... Oh, mine looks more black. like... A, faded out like picture like old school movies yeah 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 um which is weird there must be some reason i don't know monochromatic is easier for the brain sometimes i'm not sure i guess yeah have you ever had a dream that like deeply deeply touched you yes would you mind sharing it or so um you can change the details if you have to no absolutely so actually this is part of uh one of the worlds that I have that I haven't been in in like years. I don't think I've been there since I was like eighteen. Mm. So like just getting out of high school. But uh the area itself is called Heaven's Pass. So essentially <coughs> to set it up, there's this bridge, it's made of black wood. And it's in the middle of this fog. You can't see what's below you. You can't see what's above you or what's on the end of either side of the bridge. It's just this foggy bridge. And anytime I dreamt here, for some reason in the dream, I knew whoever I was speaking to or whatever was someone or something that just died. Hmm. Or was dying or has been dead for a while. It's some passing. Okay, That's why I called it uh, Heaven's Pass because... I assumed it was, like, a place to go after. Now, I'm not saying I genuinely believe that I was speaking with the dead or anything of the sort. I'm just saying this is the logic of the world yeah. within the dream. So, uh, I'm one time I decide that I'm going to walk to one end of the bridge, the one where everyone's coming from, not to where they're going, but just to see where everyone's coming from. Because it's always the same direction. So, I decide I go to the end... And the fog clears up and I'm on this beach made of black sand, which has like sparkles inside of it. And, uh, sorry, not beach, desert. Mm. I always say beach. I meant 
So it's like this vast expanse of like black sand dunes. They're basically the same, yeah. With sparkles. And above the sky, it's like this faint blue. It's kind of like an evening. The stars are out. There's aurora borealis. But it, it has the lighting as if it were like a sunset. And I'm there. And I see that as I keep walking, there's a bunch of people. And they're all connected to this strange sort of gate in the sky. It's like this tear in space. And I I realize that I'm connected to it too. And I have like this sort of uh, tether, I guess. Like an umbilical cord? Because that's it been a little, umbilical cord. It would have been a little higher than umbilical maybe. But yeah. You, actually, you know what? We'll say umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing that. And... Out of nowhere, I see this, like, figure wearing this bright, vivid orange robe. And it, this thing stands out, obviously. And what I interpreted at the time was I thought, oh, that's the Buddha. <laughs> so, in the dream, I feel like I'm meeting this old friend, <laughs> Buddha, okay. you know, from India in 500 BC. And I'm like, dude, it's been ages. <laughs> Okay. I'm like so happy to see him and he hands me the sword and he just get he he hands me a sword, he gives me a wink and he walks away. Huh. And I'm like, "Huh." So I cut the umbilical cord and then poof, all of a sudden everything disappears and I'm back on the bridge, but the bridge is this like hanging over this beautiful like ravine in like South America. And past it is, like, this great opening of, like, jungle. And I'm looking down on it from this bridge. So I'm, like, above it. And uh, when I look behind me, there's this sort of mountain going up. But it's not too far from the top. We're pretty practically at the top. And I'm there, and I look, and I see my brother. And he's in the dream. And I'm like, oh, shit. And uh, I will say this. uh, My brother is someone who actually passed away when I was a child. But he was an adult in this, and I, I knew it was him, even though he looked obviously very different. In fact, at the time, I wouldn't have had any beard or anything, but he would have had facial hair similar to what I have right now. Okay. And I remember seeing him, and we actually began to spoke, and I sort of told him about uh, who I was and what I liked, and he was telling me about his stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm real glad to see you again, and I... Uh, I got into some groups and some stuff in school at the time. I was in drama and shit. And he was like, that's really good. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. And we had like a just a normal conversation about catching up and stuff. And, Interesting, yeah. And then eventually he's like, all right, well, I uh, I got to I gotta get going. I got to go do some stuff. And I'm like, that's cool, man. I'm glad I got to talk to you. And he's like, absolutely. And it, it's funny because I... I it was very basic, minimal, like it wasn't a profound conversation. It wasn't anything revolutionary or, or life-changing, but it, it it was the most solid, I think, my dreams have ever been. It was the most material. Like I was, mm. I was very physically present. Yeah. If that makes sense. I have dreams. Obviously, I feel the environment around me, yeah. but this one was like... It wasn't like, oh, I'm in a dream. 
and yeah. I'm lucid. It was like, no, I'm I'm really here in this place in this spot, huh. and I I just woke up and thought, well, fuck, I'm I'm glad I got to wow, have that eh? conversation. Hmm. I uh, I guess for me, so I don't have one as quite like that but so what for me the one that's always stuck out was i was going through a really rough period this probably would have been after high school um yeah it got to a point where like you know you know how things are when you're sad you don't believe things will ever get better right like you believe like this is it type thing yes so basically i had a dream where it, it literally started off from like the next day um just it took place in years so it basically just lived a life and i just kept living and things slowly got better and better i remember it got to a point where like i would do things where i would try better and people were slightly nicer to me in the dream and like things just started to feel better and then like yeah before i knew it things just got it was like the life i wanted to live like over time i had met a girl in that dream i like i got married i had had a full house i had a pool um things were great and i remember just in the dream i was just thinking like wow this is amazing like i can't believe i've been given this blah 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 yeah and then i'll never forget i was like just sitting in the pool in the backyard looking up at the sun um and then i believe i think it was my sister she walks up to me and she starts talking to me um i can't remember what she says we're just kind of talking and then she says something to the effect of you know this isn't real right and i just remember like it hitting me and me being like i want to stay and then she's like, why? Like, you know what could happen. Yeah. And then I remember waking up and, like, not like it completely changed me, obviously. But it did have some effect on me to the point where I truly started to consider if I just tried harder, things would be better. You know? Yeah. Like, it. I don't fully consider that the reason I snapped out of, like, my funk. But I still think that was a large part that I... It had a profound leave. influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am... Um, well, I, I tend to... I like to give dreams a lot of credit. Because... Yeah. A lot of people I know would say, it's a dream, it doesn't mean anything. But I... I just... The way that I am and the way I, I, I view them, there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of message that's in the dreams that we have well that's the thing it's like the only real way for us to actually get to know our subconscious and that's like the true yes to encounter yeah yeah like that's how we actually perceive the world there's no filters it's not shaped by anything you're truly alone with yourself in your dreams you know everything you create obviously there's a lot of debate about that but i mean in the sense of like the storylines and stuff they usually come from somewhere yeah like, whether it's emotional strife in your life. Um, like, people always say the teeth falling out, that's anxiety. Yeah, the certain symbols and stuff, um, yeah. Which is interesting, because if you were to actually sit down and try and, like, research your dreams, you probably will be able to connect it to stuff. Maybe nothing concrete, but there are some that will stick out to you. And it's, like, the best way for you to kind of get to know yourself. Well, I, I uh, it's funny, because I used to have a dream where... I would be on this canoe and I would carry people from this beach and through this foggy weather because I was the only one who knew how to get through the fog because there's like a secret path and you could see other boats that were caught in the fog and the people weren't allowed to leave but I somehow knew so I took the role of like a ferryman 
and I would bring them to the sun that was on the horizon, and I never got to see what happened once I brought them to the sun and shit. But I remember thinking that I was like, okay, so what does this mean? And and I I I, I researched it up, and apparently, and they were like, oh yeah, the canoe, the canoe stands for masturbation, and I was like. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? This dream involves me bringing people to the light. What the fuck does this mean by masturbation? Oh my god, that's really bizarre. And I was, and that's when I was like, yeah, this is full of crock shit. A lot of it so. is like, I think a lot of it does come from like old Freudian psychology. Yeah, um, Freud was a bit of a nut bar. Yeah, Freud. Everybody wanted to sleep with their parents. To Freud. That that was one of his things. Yeah. Um, but no, like I believe, I think it's one of those things you kind of have to interpret for yourself. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of like a kind of like a cop out, but I don't believe anybody could like look at your dreams and truly tell you what they meant to you. Yeah. Like maybe they'd be close, but you still won't get like the true, true meaning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess. Um, uh, I was just going to say. Know, I was, well, I was yeah, you go ahead. No, sorry, not to cut you off. I was just going to say, so one of my favorite things is I do a lot of research into dreams. I just randomly look up facts. Uh, there's this idea that anybody you see in your dreams is somebody you've seen already. You know, every face that you see in every a dream face is you've seen, a yeah. face you've seen maybe even for like a second. Is like somebody you've just seen in real life, which is bizarre because I've had dreams where I, I feel like I remember a person and then I realize I see that person on the bus every day. Yeah. And it's it's weird, but it does make sense. I think it's something with the way the brain interprets faces where it can't fully like construct one on its own. I I think that um cuz if that is the case, I feel like a part of my subconscious sees people in a more beautiful way cuz a lot of times in my dreams I find people yeah. look I say attractive. I I don't mean attractive isn't like ooh sexy. I mean just <sighs> People tend to have this more natural beauty to them in okay. my dreams, or like you, I, I, you, it's like you look at someone, you're like, oh, I've I've fallen in love with you just from the the simple beauty of you existing. Okay, I know what you. It's mean. weird, yeah. and it's like in my day to day life, I'm like, I would never think that ever yeah. but like in my dreams if i see someone on a bus i might be like oh wow you're you're amazing look at you you're just sitting there and you're this amazing being mm. look how beautiful you are interesting interesting and then my day-to-day life i'm like oh that guy's not wearing a mask get off the bus <laughs> too true nowadays especially no karen put on your yeah. mask Okay, so now we're going to get a little serious. If, sure. If you're under 18, maybe leave the room. This is going to be some adult talk. Okay, okay sure. I wanted to ask, have yeah. you ever had... You don't have to get into details because obviously it's personal. But have you ever had any sexual dreams? Which is something a lot of people uh, have. So, I, I've i never had a wet dream. Yes, Because I know I. I, I, people have asked. I never had a wet dream, but I've had many many sexual dreams okay okay. and i often do things that <laughs> like i've had a couple dreams where i end up with a hooker and i don't pay oh wow eh? yeah and i'm just like huh uh, is that really what life you want to lead you on i feel like dreams are weird because i had one dream one time where i think i was like dating this guy and i'm not gay so I was like, but I didn't want to date the guy in this dream. Yeah. But he kept telling me, he was like, no, like, you kind of have to. 
I like I remember wow, just the being, gaslighting. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And nothing like sexual happened, but I remember like he like tried to kiss me, and it was awkward as fuck in my dream. And I just woke up. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I must be straight. Like that's confirmation. <laughs> sure, man. Um, but as for sexual dreams, I don't know. I don't really have anywhere. I'm like super turned on at least not that i remember well like, i it's weird because in my i i myself uh i'm a demisexual okay like i'm not much of a sexual person at all in my day-to-day life unless i like really love someone but in my dreams i'm this fucking like dirty raven. dirty fucking monster <laughs> i'm just like hey you want to fuck and i'm just like Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jeez, interesting. So, I... Read into that how you will. Read into that, yeah. I don't know, I'm literally trying to rack my brain to see if I've had any, like, distinct sexual dreams. I was, there was this one... Okay. ...that I, I, w- I had to do this project with somebody, and I'm at this motel, and I'm just like, this guy keeps trying to tell me, he's like, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm I'm doing... And in the dream, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to call this guy's girlfriend up. <laughs> and so I call his girlfriend up. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, not much. And we're getting along really well, so I must assume we were friends in the dream. <laughs> I was like, yeah, your boyfriend's trying to like do this thing for our project. He's not making any sense. And she's like, ah, it's okay. You want me to come over? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> And so she comes over. Okay. And I immediately, as I see her at the door, I'm like, could you step aside for a second? She's like, okay. I grab this guy and I throw him over the balcony. (laughs) And I'm like, let's go inside. (laughs) And we just start fucking. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't occur to me until after she's left and we're done. I'm like, oh, I just threw my buddy (laughs) over the fucking balcony. He might be hurt. So you slaughter him. So, so I go downstairs to see if I can find him. And he's paralyzed. It's terrible. Oh it's my like God. The, I was evil as fuck. Wow. And it's so weird. It's so weird to observe that. And just. Yeah. It's so scary because it's like I'm either like a really good guy or I'm the fucking worst uh, person ever. I You just reminded me like. So I've had a few sexual dreams before I understood what sex is, right? Oh, no. So there was one dream I had where I'd never even, like, kissed a girl. I remember we just, like, in the dream, we were kissing. But we were just, like, touching tongues. <laughs> like, literal frogs sticking the tongues out of their mouths. <laughs> and then I remember, like, she started to get naked. I had no idea what a woman looked like. So it was just, like, multiple, like, literally gashes. What? <laughs> yeah, like a gash. That's terrible. Like a hole. Like a literally that's picture. Terrible. Like, that's scary. You could put your hand in. Dude, yeah. that's scary as shit. And then I remember being a kid and I like, I remember waking up and I was like, yo, that's horrific. I never want to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, that's. I've never had a scary sex dream before. But to be fair, that's because I didn't know what it was. I was it's like. Still. This would have been like. It's weird that 10. a part of your brain at least picked up. There's going to be a hole there. Well, like, I knew a bit about it, so I was like, I know sex involves, like, whatever. You put the milk in the juice or whatever, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that you was... You put the milk in the juice? Yeah. You put the milk in the juice. Yes. You heard it here, folks. That's our catchphrase for 2020. You put the milk, milk in, in the, the juice. juice. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Hold like, on, I gotta, I gotta put this down. This is gonna yeah, be the description down, for the whole the episode. Put the milk in the juice. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave this moment in for posterity too. Absolutely, this is like perfect dream logic. That's yeah. like you walk in and this old woman in your dream is just like, I just put the milk in the juice, and you're like, okay, I gotta go to the forest. Put the milk in the juice. <laughs> I gotta go to the forest. You gotta put the milk in the juice first or you can't go. Oh, uh, that's, okay. that's like one of the few that stick out to me. And like, yeah, I, it's weird because I can still remember that image of the girl. Like, she had a mannequin body or like an action figure, which is even scarier. That's creepy Like, shit, no man. nipples. You just have like, really scary dreams. I do. I dream. I had one dream where I was just staring at a vase. For like a couple hours. Like it, it, well, I wasn't even in the dream. It was just a vase. Yeah. And I woke up. It's like That's the most it? esoteric garbage. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fuck. All right. So I guess uh, I better get to it. Uh, yeah. So for my settings, I obviously have the mock world. Okay. Um, Heaven's Pass, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I have one setting that I've titled Worlds Ago. Mm-hmm. So these are like dreams where it feels like it could have been like a past life or some mm-hmm. shit. <clears throat> and I have a couple reoccurring ones, which were, uh, I had one dream where I was this, like, uh, I believe I was a Viking or some Celt or some, like, Indo-European person, and I'm, like, fighting people, and I'm, like, killing them with my axe left and right on this bridge, because I, for some reason, I couldn't let them pass. Okay. And I'm, like, swinging back and forth, and I get, like, 40 of them, or, like, 42 or some shit <clears throat> like that. And then I get stabbed in the foot from someone beneath the bridge. And I'm like, fuck. And I think I died because I'm pretty sure they tossed me over after they killed me. And I like viewed it from a third person perspective. But I had that. I had this like saxophone player. It was in the smoky bar, but I think it was the 90s. Mm. Because a lot of people are trying to listen to like 90s music. And I'm trying to, like, play my saxophone and just live day-to-day life. Okay. At one point, I was, like, another dream I was this sort of boss of a camp. And, like, in the middle of a desert. So there's, like, a bunch of tents in the middle of this desert by an oasis. And I am just one, the guy in charge, I believe. Mm. In these uh, tents. I have no idea where this is. And I didn't recognize, like, any culture or anything, but it felt like one of these uh, dreams. And uh, another one was, I was just this normal woman living in the 70s. Okay. I was just a woman. Just this normal woman living a day-to-day life, and I was, like, picking up some, like, snacks or something. But I was just enjoying my day. Oh, that's beautiful. And that was it. And uh, then another one, which was... A creepy esoteric one. I, I believe, I believe I was like this member of the Golden Dawn or something. Okay. And I was, I was like kicked out. I think with this one other guy, in the mm-hmm. dream, I was like kicked out of it. Okay. But uh, so me and this guy were just kicked out. I was like, fuck, shit. Um, and then the the last one to bring up was uh, <clears throat> I was like this like shaman of this neolithic tribe okay and i was making the rules and i was like all right guys so here's what you can do and what you can't do you can't eat that and i was like for some reason the lesson of the day was like i was telling people shit they can and cannot eat i was like if you eat that you die (laughs) okay if you eat this 
you'll be okay. You're not allowed. I say something. If you eat that, you'll shit yourself. (laughs) And I'm like telling people that. And they're like, how do you know all this magic and stuff? And I'm just like, trust me. Don't eat that. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh my god, did you? So there's uh, that. Then there is the world of Azedonia. Which is this weird sort of like epic fantasy world in my head that's like a mishmash of all like the fantasy <laughs> shit I like. Azedonia, that's really bizarre. Go on. So, um, Azedonia was a name that I actually gave to my very first homebrew setting when I ran an RPG, which was based off of like Slavic mythology. And then... Can I ask you when you first started seeing or thought of Azedonia? Sorry. So it was like right after I started the game, <clears throat> okay. I uh, began to have dreams about this place, but it was nothing like the game world because okay. the game world's based off of Slavic mythology. Yeah. This was more like uh, Nordic, medieval, King Arthur, Lord of the Rings, all that kind of together. So very sort of Northern European centric kind of fantasy okay. world. So you have like elves, hobbits, dwarves, humans, dragons. <laughs> And um, in the world itself, I just put a quick note that there was two categories of spirits. Okay. So there was either uh, the spirits called the Aluma, which were the ones that agreed to create everything and they took part. And the Dulema, which were the ones that did not want to. Mm. And the more primitive cultures called them like angels and demons or like gods and demons. Yeah. Uh, but they, they're they not like that. And just because the Dulema didn't agree doesn't mean that they're all bad. Some of them are good. They just didn't want to partake in creation. Mm. And then some of the Alama who did partake are evil as shit. Okay. It's just more of a philosophy of the world or no world. Mm-hmm. And in those dreams, uh, I'm like an avatar of the guy who made the world, who died and became the world. And I was like, that deity spirit embodied, which I think was my brain trying to say, like, I'm dreaming. Okay. And the world is part of my dream. Lucidity, yeah. So I think that's what Azedonia was trying to say. But the recent world, which I told you about, which I simply just called the dreamscape. So if that was fantasy, the dreamscape is kind of like, strange bizarre sci-fi and not sci-fi with like laser guns and aliens but this is like old school like dimension hopping you know existential worrying robot oh yeah 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 like 50s yeah like 50s kind of sci-fi with the death train yes that dream which i i'm not gonna bother explaining that that is way too long maybe we'll do a second dreams We'll do second dreams, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, so I I have these recurring settings that I have in my dreams. And they sometimes have logic to them. The dreamscape, what made that one very important to me was it had very set rules. Everyone acted, like, normally. Like, they weren't, like, dream logic normal. They were, like, normal, normal people. And the whole epiphany of the dream and that shit. And the whole journey itself was really quite something. Though I will say, in the dream, there was like 10 trials we had to do in order to like beat this game that we were all put into. Which was my fault, by the way. Yeah. 
that would that that's revealed at the beginning. But this one trial, we're in this city, and the same moment happens over and over. But we're able to will where we want to be within the moment. Okay. So if I if we're in Toronto right now and I see the CN Tower through the trees glowing, the moment passes and I'll be at the CN Tower. But it's like the same moment over and over again. And we had to like fight another group of people that were on a different train. And so it was this really weird thing where like the moment starts and you're just trying to figure out your bearings by teleporting around. And eventually you see someone and you don't know if it's your friend or foe. So you both meet up at the same spot and you realize it's them and you have this fight. But what you have to do is try to find like a knife or something to get them as quick as possible. And it's really hard because if you get away or they get away, all they have to do is look somewhere and they're there. So they could easily just look up on top of a building and be gone and you're like, fuck, I've lost them. And so you had to be like really quick. Okay. That sounds like Jumper. <laughs> it's like jumper but it's a constant yeah 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 recurring thing and eventually it wasn't me it was someone on the other team made it so that it lasted a day so the day repeated so kind of like groundhog's day okay and what we had to do was use the events that happened during the day to our advantage so like there's this truck that crashes into a building at some point and we had to use that explosion as a way to like protect us okay it's it's weird to explain we had but we had to like learn about all these different events that happen throughout the day and use that and manipulate it and change the events to happen somewhere else or not to happen and it was like this constant fight and at one point because each one of us woke up at a different period of time during the day and i found out that someone on the other team was the first person to wake up right at midnight and so I made a deal with them that they could join us if they helped us win and betrayed their train of people. And so he would wake up at midnight every day and he'd come to where I was and wake me up so that way I could get to work as soon as possible. He had the biggest advantage, though, because he woke up before any of us did. And what he used to do was go wake up his teammates so that they would have the upper hand. But for some reason, he wasn't happy with them, or he wasn't, like, content with his team. And I was like, here, dude. Okay. You can work with us, then. And I guess it was allowed, because he won (laughs) with us, and he joined us for the rest of the journey. But, yeah. Jeez, huh? What a beautiful little dreamscape. Yeah, so it's weird sort of sci-fi ideas like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I guess it's getting down to that time. Oh, it's, isn't that sad? It's gamer time. So let me ask you this. Get what guess what the last game I played was. That's not about a dream, but No, guess what the name of the last game I played was. I don't know. The last game I played was titled Dreams. Dreams? For PS4. It's a great game. Everybody go check it out. What's it about? It's basically like a game where the idea is you can if you can dream it, you can make it. So it's made by the same guys who did Little Big Planet. So mm. It's basically, rather than being, like, just stuck to a 2D platformer, people can create any type oh, of game. Oh, I know about that. That game yes. is really, really great. Um, like, yesterday I was playing a game, like, it's you can go from, like, a racing game to suddenly a game where you're, like, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, driving and shooting guns and stuff. Oh. I was playing one where there was, like, another, like, marble rolling around. It. That was a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah, I know there's one that's like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, no, Dreams is really weirdly solid because you give people the chance to create stuff with easy tools. They make really, really solid stuff. Um, exactly. Anyways, just wanted to shout that game out. Um, <laughs> but I do actually have... There is a quote I was trying to look up. I could not find it. Um, okay. So basically the quote is that, like, there's supposed to be a second of brain activity. I forget where it is in the brain. I was looking for the exact quote. There's a second of brain activity per dream. So generally the dreams that we visualize are supposed to only realistically last a second. That's um, fucked. So the idea is you dream like millions of dreams a night. You just could never remember. Yes, all. yeah. No, that is something. Um, I believe that is true. And then so the problem is when you die, that exact same spot lights up. But rather than for a second, it's for 10 minutes. Yeah. So the quote is that if a dream only lasts a second, you could theoretically have multiple lifetimes as you're dying. And then the quote is that, like, he wouldn't feel so bad dying, yeah. that he would have <clears throat> another chance at basically an eternal, eternal life. Because 10 minutes would honestly feel like eternity if a yeah. dream is only a second. Um, I don't yeah. remember who quoted that. I think he was another guy who had, like, a famous quote. I think it was, like, he was the same guy who said, I have a dream. What? <laughs> okay. All right, no. We're not ending it Are there. Are you kidding me? I love that. That was We're a good We're not bit. ending it there because this does remind me of one last thing. Okay, yeah, this is this is like a dream. You think you woke up, but you're in another <clears throat> level of a dream. Okay. I get that you're trying to be clever, but it does remind me because I did used to have dreams that felt like lifetimes. Mm. I was trying to be offensive. <laughs> you keep talking. I, uh, I'm not. I'm trying to be real. Yeah, I keep talking. But, um... I guess this will be the last thing because <clears throat> I used to have dreams where it felt like I was a, I was a kid, I grew up, I got old, all that, and I had like full control over them. So the entire life. So I'd like go around and I'd have like advanced cars, excuse me, like it was all real. There was no like yeah magic or shit, but I could control events however I wanted until I made some of them a bit... uh just strange and a little less normal till eventually it was nothing but utter chaos and then i was like huh so we're right back to where we were when i woke up i don't know i just i I remember those dreams gave me a big existential crisis because i thought like oh fuck this is all just the same shit as well and then i'm gonna fucking wake up and realize that every bit of fucking middle school that i had to endure in all of high school because this was back when i was still in high school i was like i have to do all this shit again no (laughs) huh interesting um i'm done i guess in that dream you just had to row 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 your boat gently down the stream merrily 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 life Life is is but but a dream. dream